Good morning. Welcome to today's episode of Happiness After Codependency. Grateful that you're here. I'm excited to be able to contribute to your journey and to your well-being and happiness after codependency. <clears throat> I'm Marshall Bircher and I'm your guide in accomplishing that. Uh, today we have episode number 10 of Emotional Well-Being. We're going to talk about one step that can bring a lot of soothing, a lot of care, a lot of relief to emotional tension, to um, uh, distress, obsessive thinking, rumination, things like that. So we're going to talk about that today in our episode here. I'm excited to be able to, to assist you in finding more peace and more relief as you move through your emotions, as you move into more of your autonomy and your healing. Before we do that, I'm going to get this shared out to the community real quick here. Community is your safe haven where you can find tools, guidance, and support in your journey beyond codependency. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Before you join, please review the group rules because we have we have rules that create a secure container for us to help us accomplish the goal of being seen, being understood, being properly supported in our journey. And those and so make sure that those rules are one you understand them and two, they work for you because we're a little different than a lot of other groups. And to make sure that you read those so you know whether or not the group is appropriate for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's, I've got that shared out. Now, if you're watching via YouTube and via Facebook, if you're watching via YouTube, the link for the community is above or is below. And if you're watching on Facebook, it's above me and these routines. So, yeah, let's jump in. All right. So how how can we soothe our tension? How can we soothe our panic? How can we soothe distress, anxiety, uh, obsessive thinking, things like that? Well, first of all, let's understand where this comes from. These emotions are a natural response to the situations we're encountering and the meaning that they have for us. Situations <coughs> themselves can be overwhelming. And then we apply a meaning, we apply a a sense of identity or value or purpose to them and that amplifies them. And that usually is what leads to heightened anxieties, a sense of distress, obsessing about it, ruminating on it, things of that nature. This is an understandable response, especially if you deal with codependency because <coughs> part of the codependency is nervous system and emotional dysregulation. We were not taught how to soothe ourselves. We were not taught how to be soothed or how to soothe because we were not soothed. We were not held in a protective space. Our emotions, our experiences, our sensations were not identified and explained to us. They were something that the other person, typically the parent, pushed away, said, no, I don't want this, or you got to figure that out on your own. You were, as a child, left to deal with these emotions, these sensations, these kinds of energies in us by yourself. And no wonder they're overwhelming. You've had to wrestle with this your entire life, trying to, to do something about it. And then when we add in the idea that a lot of times our emotional responses or reactions are shamed, are belittled, are denied, are pushed away, are labeled as bad, selfish, wrong, too little, too much, labeled as burden. 
no wonder we have this huge amount of resistance and judgment towards our emotions and towards what we're feeling. Well, you're not alone if that's your struggle because that is something I have lived with most of my life. And it wasn't until about oh, 11 years ago things started to shift. Previous to that, I dealt with high anxiety. I dealt with chronic panic attacks. I dealt with a lot of emotional constriction and freeze in the body, a lot of like this. And a lot of shame, guilt, and self-loathing towards my emotions and a lot of animosity towards what I felt. There's this one this one step we're going to talk about comes from a process called ALI, which is a three-step journey in getting into connection with soothing and caring for our emotions and then integrating the shifts that result from them. Today we're going to focus specifically on that first step, which is called acknowledgement. So acknowledgement it doesn't sound like a lot, right? It's like, well, I'm, I'm, uh, we, we often think of it like, oh, I'm, I'm just feeling this feeling. But it's deeper than that. Acknowledgement is slowing down and taking into focus what we feel. Giving that sensation, that emotion, the experience we're having space to take up. It's giving it a place to land a place to be felt, to be noticed, to be witnessed, to be connected to, to be cared for. So acknowledgement is, it's not as, it's simple and it's not. <laughs> it's simple, but it's not an easy thing to do. Because we start off first with at least acknowledging what we're aware of. So when I'm going through this, like right now I'm going through a grieving phase around what wasn't in my childhood. And this started by literally acknowledging what was. So acknowledgement can apply to the situations we are experiencing or have experienced or we fear we might experience. Acknowledgement can be about the thoughts, feelings, the beliefs that arise in that, the emotional responses we have to it. Acknowledgement includes what we want to do with it. So it's it's... Acknowledgement is the role of becoming an observer about what's happening in our world and how we're feeling about it, how we're responding to it internally, and what actions and choices we are either inspired or impressed upon to take or that we want to take or that we're actually doing. So in this first step, it's to acknowledge what it is. And like in this grieving process I'm in, I'm acknowledging that what I went through is A, and what I thought I should have experienced was B, and C, what I tried to make myself believe I experienced. So I had a fantasy there. So I'm acknowledging three specific things from my childhood. To give you some specifics so you have a better example, um, as a child, I wasn't often included in things because I didn't understand what they were doing. I didn't under understand social cues. I didn't understand why they were interested in those things. I basically wasn't getting it. I wasn't socialized as a child. Um, and I wasn't, I had different interests and different focuses. And I was kind of a peculiar kid that way. And, you know, children tend to be very blunt and abrasive with things that don't make sense to them or are different. So that was my experience. And that hurt. I felt like I experienced being the outsider. 
being the other, right? Now, the other thing I'm, these two other things that I'm experiencing here is what I thought should be. Like, I should have been included. I should have been this. People should have been that. Um, I should have been different. I should have been made different, born different, things like that. They should have responded to me to this way and that way. Dealing with the programming and the hurt and the trying the, the, to negotiate and control things there. That's that second phase. The third phase is the fantasy of what I tried to make myself believe was. Because one of the things I, I experienced in, in some of the therapy I took was they, the therapist wanted me to magnify aspects of the childhood experience to give myself a different experience of it. It was one way they thought they could heal this trauma and this impact. <laughs> so I'm acknowledging that now. So acknowledgement can start with the situation. And then what is within me? How do I feel about the situation? I really experienced the shoulds and must-haves that I have there, the programming, and then this fantasy layer that was I tried to make real for myself. And in that is confusion. There's sadness. There's grief. There's anger. There's some bitterness. But there's also curiosity. There's also a little play coming into it. It's like, oh, well, what if I'm, it's okay to be this way. This way has actually benefited me in a lot of brilliant and different ways. I'm not alone because now this aspect of myself I'm working with is catching on to these other things, seeing, oh, these other people have it too. They went through this. There's a healing that's starting there just by simply acknowledging what's there. Acknowledgement is a slow process. It's not just the labeling of a situation or an experience or an emotion. It's about letting it take up space, letting it be real to you. Because that moves us into that legitimacy phase of, wow, this is real and valid to me. But that first step, acknowledgement, helps calm the nervous system because now it's getting connected with what it's really experiencing, what is real for it. And that helps reduce the confusion and frustration of trying to of what's going on. Am I right? Is this real? Am I sane? Things like that. Reduces that and allows us to center in our lived reality, our lived experience, and then connect to it through the legitimization and integration steps of this process. So today, take time to explore just acknowledging, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. Ooh, I, I, I want this. I don't want that. Acknowledge it. Give it some space, some light to be real to you, to take up space. Oh, I don't like this. Let that be acknowledged. Give yourself permission to connect with your lived experience. Because as codependents, we have not been allowed to do that. We have been told to feel certain things, to not feel other things, to think certain ways. We've probably all tried to to be very positive about the thing or very applied spiritual religious contexts to it that don't help us. I mean, we've tried to force this in some way. But in reality, what we really need, what we're really seeking from others and ultimately ourselves is to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be okay with 
even though we're in this space, for this space and for what we feel and what we are experiencing and perceiving to be okay. Because this allows us to get connected with ourselves and with others. It starts to create emotional shelter for us. So Pam says, live center in our lived experience. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. And great. Thank you for pointing that out because <clears throat> that's what we're going for. It's a great way to put it. We want to be centered in our lived experience. What's real for us? And that starts with acknowledging it and letting it be here. Letting it take up some space. Because our bodies, even our aspects of self, they know what they need. And if we give it the space to let us know what it needs, then we can start to parent it, care for it, and work with getting it what it actually needs. Because this is how we self-care. It's also how we co-care, how we co-regulate. I need to acknowledge the lived experience of my of the person in my life, what they're going through, what's real for them. If we're going for healthy helping, it starts with acknowledgement. Hey, this is a real thing you're experiencing. I see what you're feeling there. I see how this uh, experience you've had has impacted you. I, I see it. I can open up to feeling it with you or empathizing, connecting w w with you in this lived reality. That acknowledgement piece is enormous because a lot of times that's all people really need. And then if they need guidance or if they want advice, then we inquire. Well, we ask them questions, like specific kinds of questions. Like, what does this mean to you? What are you learning here? What do you sense that you need? And if you don't know what you need, what can, what can I do that would help create a space for you? Sometimes... That's all they need. It's just the space. But we can inquire on it. We can reflect back and confirm that inquiry and then give recommendations from there. That's typically how I approach healthy helping. We'll do a training or two on that too. But my friends, acknowledgement is a huge step. It's one that's critical to our sanity. It's critical to our regulation. It's critical to connection with ourselves and with others. And it helps us heal. Because... How can we work with something if we don't allow it to be real to ourselves first? So there you go, my friends. Now, I teach you about acknowledgement and about the rest of the process of legitimization and integration in the five-day Freedom from Codependency Workshop. I talk about it on day three. So come join us and learn how to apply the ALI practice to your world to create more emotional flow and synergy in your experience. Oh, synergy. I've got some corporate word in there. Emotional flow, alignment, congruency, peace, freedom there. Get outside of the world of synergy. I've been reading too much corporate marketing lately. But um, <clears throat> yeah, we start March 28th and we run through April 1st. Uh, classes are taught at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Boise, Idaho, Timer Mountain. Daylight savings time. Come join us. It's $47 for the recording or you can attend the live classes for free. Link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. If you are listening by YouTube, hit that subscribe button, my friends. And share this video out to people you know would benefit from it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for contributing to my success and to my support in my world, allowing me to serve you with my discoveries. So I appreciate you. Go gently with yourself. 
today, practice acknowledging what comes into your reality, what you feel or your experiences. Allow it to take up some space. Allow it to occupy your body, your mind a little more, and let it be here just for now. Okay. All right. Go gently, and I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye-bye.